Welcome to Awake, the bugle call, Reveille. It's the U.S. Army's call to wake up, get ready to face the day, and to prepare for battle. God's clarion call is in Ephesians 5.14. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This call is to Christians who are spiritually asleep and therefore resemble the spiritually dead. The call is to wake up and receive light or revelation from God. The purpose and goal of Awake is to equip you to be an overcomer in the last days, the time immediately prior to the return of Jesus for his church. Ephesians 6, 16-17 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now here is Bill Backaby with a faith lesson for you from the Word of God. Hi, this is Bill Backaby. In our last session, we talked about different kinds of faith. Saving faith, dead faith, faith for healing, faith to live by. Today, I want to talk about faith for protection. Our text is from Psalm 91. We're going to look at verses 1 and 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. The world system wants you to live by its tenets. To place your trust in the world system to protect and care for you. God, on the other hand, wants your trust to be in him. The title of today's episode is Under His Wings. First, we want to talk about the world system. Jesus spoke of the world and the ruler of this world. John chapter 14, verse 30. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Then in John 16:33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In these two verses, Jesus speaks of the world and the ruler of the world. Let's define these terms. The Greek word for world is cosmos, which means the world system. The world itself, which the Bible calls the earth, belongs to God, but the world systems belong to the ruler of the world. What are the world systems? The political system, the educational system, the financial system, the medical system, and the religious system will come back to religion. The ruler of this world, in the garden God gave mankind and the persons of Adam and Eve a 6,000-year lease on the governorship of the world. Adam and Eve lost this authority when they disobeyed God. Satan, the devil, being aggressive, usurped the authority that had been given to Adam and Eve, and he, Satan, is now the interim, or the pro tem, for the time, the ruler of this world. Now let's get back to religion. First, I want you to understand that Christianity is not a religion. It is a faith, and I'll explain that later. 
Religion, and that's all religions, are an attempt to atone for mankind's shortcomings, their sins, by doing good works to please God and earn his love and his forgiveness. Jesus said that that is an impossibility. Mark chapter 10, verses 26 to 27. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Christianity is a faith, not a religion. It being a faith means that Christianity is simply trusting in God that he will be true to his promises and fulfill them. Salvation comes by accepting Jesus as your atonement and your personal Savior and Lord. Now I want to look at Psalm 91, the Psalm of Protection. And I'm going to read the psalm in its entirety. We'll examine most of the verses in some detail later. Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 91 is a litany of God's protection and care for his children. That protection is invoked by the words of our mouth. Previously, I've stated that we're made in God's image and that, like him, our words are powerful and have the ability to change things and to enforce things. Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. This is the confession that brings God's protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. When we claim God as our refuge and our fortress, we're placing our protection in his hands. My wife, my two sons, and I were in Iran 
when the Ayatollah Khomeini overthrew the Shah of Iran. In the early part of the revolution, I received an anonymous letter which contained a printed card with Psalm 91 on one side, and on the other side, the story of a British regiment during World War I. The British regiment was in the thick of the fighting. Daily, they assembled and recited Psalm 91 as a group. Even during the worst of the combat, the regiment suffered no casualties. Later, back in the States during the Gulf War, I heard the testimony of a U.S. Army chaplain who had led his regiment in daily recitation of Psalm 91. They also suffered no casualties. Back in Iran, I shared the Psalm 91 card with my family and our prayer group, and we all confessed Jesus as our refuge and fortress. No harm came to us. My family was evacuated in December 1978, and I remained in Iran until after Homini took over. My prayer partner, Joe, was at Maribad Airport when the Iranian revolutionaries were assaulting that airfield. American contractors were cowering in hangars and under workbenches in fear. Joe prayed Psalm 91, especially verses 5 and 7. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. Joe prayed that as his confession of faith. Then he commandeered a Volkswagen sedan and drove around the airfield through the fusillade of bullets. He ferried workers to evacuation helicopters. Neither he nor his passengers were injured. Now I'd like to tell you how I'm presently standing on Psalm 91 for protection. We Pentecostals call trusting in the scripture, standing on the word. And so I'm standing on Psalm 91. The world system is using current crises to restrict the freedom of its citizens. Nowhere is this more pronounced than here in the United States, where COVID-19 has been used to control the population. Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to travel, and freedom of religion have all been affected to various degrees. They've loaded us down with rules, 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 and more rules. Get vaccinated. Get revaccinated. Get your naturally immune children vaccinated. Wear a mask. No more than 50 people in a meeting. Social distancing. Can't fly without a vaccination. You must have a vaccination record, etc., etc., etc. I have drawn a line. I refuse to get vaccinated. Why? I see the vaccination record as a precursor to the mark of the beast, which is predicted in the book of Revelation. Wait, I know it's not the mark of the beast, but it is training the population to be unquestionably obedient to the dictates of the government. It is being used to curtail our rights as American citizens, rights which are guaranteed in the Bill of Rights to the Constitution. These are the verses that I'm basing my faith on. Psalm 91, verses 3 to 10. 
Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. God says that in his refuge I'm protected from pestilences and plagues. COVID-19 is a pestilence and a plague, and I've taken my oral vaccine. I'm not suggesting that everyone should rely on Psalm 91 as their vaccination. According to your faith, be it unto you. You must develop your own faith. Before we move on, I'd like to look at the last couple of verses of Psalm 91, beginning in verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Notice it says that you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. Satan is called the serpent or the cobra. First Peter chapter 5, it says that Satan goes around as a roaring lion. But Psalm 91 says, I can walk all over him when I'm in God's protection. Satan can't hurt me. And then finally, Psalm 91 closes saying, because I've known his name. His name is Jesus, and I've made him my Savior. It says, I can call upon him, Jesus, and Jesus will answer me and be with me in trouble, and he will deliver me and honor me. Now notice the last verse. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God has promised me long life. He's promised me that I can live until I'm satisfied because I know his name. Now I'd like to talk to you about another time of protection. This time we're talking about angel wings. On the wings, of an angel. When Khomeini took over the country of Iran, I was on the first plane load of true evacuees. We were escorted onto our Boeing 707 by Revolutionary Guards, which were mostly teenagers armed with AK-47s automatic rifles. Very scary. I can't think of anything more scary than a teenager with a loaded machine gun. They kept loading us on and taking us off the plane to search and research our luggage. My seatmate was a young Baptist man who was becoming frightened by the harassment from the guards. He was certain that they would shoot us individually or shoot down the plane as it was taking off. 
When he told me of his fears, God dropped the verse reference Isaiah 41.10 into my heart. I had to look it up in my Bible as I didn't know the verse. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I read it, and then I told my seatmate, Don't worry or be afraid. God just showed me that as long as I'm on this plane, it's going to get to its destination safely. Now that may sound presumptuous, but that's what faith does. Faith boldly declares what it believes. 2 Corinthians 4.13 And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. We read the word, we hear the word, and we believe, and we speak, confessing our faith. Years later, I told this story to my church congregation. We had a woman, Lydia, whose college-aged daughter was afraid of flying. Nonetheless, the daughter was flying back to college out of state. Lydia put her on the plane, and remembering the story I'd told her, prayed the prayer of protection of Isaiah 41.10 for her daughter. Her daughter was a white-knuckle flyer. But in mid-flight, the daughter burst out laughing. Seated behind the wing, she had looked out the window and seen an angel behind the wing, holding it up and pushing the plane forward. Through the word of God and prayer, Lydia's daughter had overcome her fears. God is looking for a family of overcomers. In Revelations chapters 2 and 3, God promises rewards to overcomers. We overcome through our faith. 1 John 5 verses 4 and 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Again, God is looking for overcomers, and we overcome by our faith. We get our faith by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We develop our overcoming faith by using it, that is, by believing God and relying on His promises in life. Keep on listening, keep on hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. Become an overcomer. Please join me for the next episode of Awake. Jesus asked in Luke 18.8, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Friend, if you are not sure if you are saved, you can be sure. You can change or ensure your eternal destiny by repenting. That means turning toward God and declaring it with your mouth. Just pray along with me. 
I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He was crucified for my transgressions. He was buried, and God raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed this from your heart, your eternal destiny is in heaven. Awake is an outreach of Bill Backaby Ministries and the Word of Grace Church, a 501c3 organization. Again, our goal here at Awake is to help ensure that Jesus will find faith on the earth when he returns. Help us by telling your friends and relatives and neighbors, saved and unsaved, to join us on Awake.